Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. The Waco History Podcast is sponsored by Brotherwell Brewing on Historic Bridge Street in Waco. Welcome to the Waco History Podcast. We're going to air for you over the next few months a special series of Waco History Living Stories. Uh, these were segments that were originally aired on KWBU here in Waco. Uh, they were produced by the Institute for Oral History editor, Michelle Holland, and narrated by two fabulous narrators, uh, Louis Mazze and Kim Patterson. And so these highlight oral histories from the collection of the Institute for Oral History at Baylor University, which I direct, which has been around since 1970 and has over a thousand interviews related to Waco and McLennan County history, and we're happy to highlight those here. In this Living Stories vignette, some of our narrators talk about their experiences with measles and rubella, a common disease that folks would get back in the day. Before their vaccines were made available, measles and rubella swept through towns every few years, mostly infecting young children. Everyone was expected to suffer through them at some point. Waco native Mary Sindone recalls her and her siblings' experience with the more serious of the two illnesses. All of us, four of us, got measles at the same time. I was even in, in grammar school. I didn't get it till I was in grammar school. Mm -hmm. And I remember that my grandfather and my dad, my, you know, the men really worried about the kids a lot. You'd be surprised how much attention they gave to them. But I know my grandfather got worried because my fever was way up high. And, you know, it was so high that my nails peeled off. And he got up and went to the drugstore and tried to get something from this old Cassell's drugstore down on 8th Street. And he got the druggist to give him something to get the fever down. And they were little powders. You had to mix them in a teaspoon of water and then drink a glass of water. Oh, fever powders, that's what they were called. And he, he went down and got that, and um, I, I tell you, we were sick for about a week, and we had to stay in the dark room, you know, because to protect the eyes. And uh, my grandmother was there, and my great aunt, and my father and mother, and everybody was taking care of all the sick kids. But it did affect my brother's eyes. That's why when he went into the service, he, they wouldn't take him because of his eyes. And of course, the draft took him and put him in the air corps. Dr. Howard Williams of Orange tells how rubella, commonly known as the German measles, possibly saved his life during World War II. I went up to Camp Atterbury in Indiana and uh, finished my basic training there as a rifleman. And then we were all packed to go. We were in the 106th Division. And we were packed, ready to go that very week. And I got up with splotches all over me. I had measles. Germany put me in the hospital. 
and then there at Camp Atterbury and 106 left. And then after 10 days, they had had a division gone. They reassigned me, they sent me to a artillery observation battalion. And that was down at Camp Gordon, Georgia. Well, the 106 that I was, would have been with was one that was totally destroyed in the ball. They were all free college type and the Germans burst across the line there. And gosh, I just, the division is like 15,000 people. And uh, of 15,000, I think like seven, six or 7,000 were killed and another five or 6,000 were captured. So had I not had German measles, I don't know what would have happened to me. The people you trained? That's and all the people I trained with and all. And, but and it just disappeared. Vaccines for measles and rubella were licensed in the U.S. in the 1960s. Since then, the number of cases has dropped by 99%, ending the role of these illnesses as anticipated life events. Thanks for listening to the Waco History Podcast. Like what you heard? Subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes so we can reach more listeners. You can find show notes and info on every episode at wacohistorypodcast.com and more info on Waco's past at wacohistory.org. Our theme music, used with permission, is Cross the Brazos at Waco, performed by the late Billy Walker. For more info on Billy's music, go to billywalker.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.